before we get into the interview, I, I just want to say thank you so much for listening. Um, I've been thrilled with the response to the first couple episodes, and I'm very excited to keep you all in the loop as it continues to grow. If you like the podcast, please subscribe and tell a friend and tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe. Um, I've actually come up with a specific scenario that might lend itself to that interaction. Let's say next time you're going to the supermarket, going to your local grocery store, your local purveyor of, of consumer goods, let's say. You're with a friend, maybe you're talking, chit-chatting with a friend on the phone, um, and you're walking by Halo Top. You walk by the Halo, the ice cream section, Halo Top's basically running the ice, t- ice cream section, and you mention, did you know that this company was started by rec basketball teammates? Did you know this company has 100 employees but doesn't have a central office? And then you use that factoid to shame your friend uh, into l- listening to the Making the Brand with Billy Draper podcast. Um, so you make them feel bad about not listening. And then it actually, it might just be easier if you grab their phone and subscribe for them. That might be the best tactic. Um, I don't really want to leave it to chance whether or not they subscribe. Um, and a listen would be great, but a subscribe would sort of be better. So just want to throw that out there if anyone else needs any hands-on suggestions happy to help we have a really great lineup of guests for the next few weeks and beyond uh this interview is a bit shorter than most the one you're about to listen to i think it was around 20 minutes um for no other reason than Lori and reshma who i spoke with they were just super sharp and they were very concise on their answers um it's a fun one because the company is very much in its infancy Uh, So you get to hear a bit of advice from entrepreneurs while they are in the weeds working through early stage problems. Um, So hopefully you really enjoy it. Uh, And without further ado, here it goes. Well, we're just really proud to create a company for women, made by women, and doing it in a somewhat unconventional way from the Midwest. I think it just shows how technology has enabled us to reach a customer no matter where you are. Welcome, everybody, to the Making the Brand podcast. My name is Billy Draper. I'm a venture capitalist at Draper Associates. But on this show, we're going to be talking about brands. We'll talk to founders and leaders of growing consumer companies that are finding ways to stand out, differentiate, and delight their customers. On today's show, we have Lori Coulter and Reshma Chatteram Chamberlain, the founders of Somersault. They teach us about the direct-to-consumer swimwear industry and how an engaged and loyal customer base can help withstand the ebbs and flows of a seasonal business. We are here with Lori and Reshma from Somersault Swimwear. Um, first of all, thank you both so much for coming on. Thank you so much for having us, Billy. Thank you. We're Absolutely. So what is Somersault? Somersault is an adventure-focused brand. We create incredible swimwear made for movement. Lori and me were a little bit tired of the way swimwear was portrayed uh, for our generation. And we believe swimwear should be sexy on our own terms. So we decided to disrupt an industry. 
And what are your two backgrounds and, and how did you decide to get in the, into the swimwear industry? So I've been working at the intersection of technology and fashion for about 10 years. I started off using digital body scanning, doing made-to-order made initially swimwear in-store in partnership with Macy's, and then evolved into designing and manufacturing for other brands, large-scale resorts, and some e-commerce brands. And um, when I really started looking hard at the disruption happening in the retail industry, it became clear to me that um, continuing on the path of a traditional wholesale brand was not a path to scale. So ironically, uh, Reshma and I met for lunch about 18 months ago now, and she had already been working at the inter uh, really with some of the largest direct-to-consumer brands on the agency side of things. I'll let her tell her story, but she really encouraged me to look hard at the space. And I went away from that and developed the initial business plan and strategy for Somersault. Yeah, and a little bit about me. I was running a digital strategy agency called We Are January. We had incredible clients like M. Jemmy and Rockets of Awesome. We really believed that design should be part of a business model as opposed to an afterthought and product and marketing working really hand in hand to create an optimal customer experience. So when Lori shared with me her incredible idea for really disrupting the swimwear space and creating swimwear that women really wanted. I was extremely excited, not only because of the large opportunity, but because of both of our skill sets and what we could do together. We together believe we're a force to be reckoned with. So excited to kind of bring together product partnerships, supply chain, as well as digital marketing to create that optimal customer experience. And how did you come up with the name Somersault? It's sort of perfect. It sort of feels like, why wasn't this the name of a swimsuit company all along? I know, it's kind of crazy. So when me and Lori started working together, we really thought about what we wanted our brand to feel like. And what we loved about what we were creating was, it was swimwear for women who were diving into the ocean in Croatia, who were doing cartwheels on the beach with their kids in the Bahamas, who were going on a slip and slide in their backyard in the middle of Missouri or Michigan. Really, it was for women who were participating in life and being active with um, the, their travel buddies, their families, their boyfriends, their husbands, their girlfriends, whatever it was. So we really believed in the sense of movement and motion. And so we went along brainstorming paths of deep dive and, you know, all these kinds of uh weird, crazy names. And then Somersault stuck as we went down that brainstorm path because it not only instills this sense of motion and inspires motion, but it is also a clever play on words when it comes to swimwear. The summer really being an optimal fun time to engage in swimwear. And then of course, salt being kind of the salt of the ocean. So really combining those two forces together. And how have you two funded the business so far? Did you raise outside capital? Did you bootstrap it? So uh, we we raised a, an a initial angel round and then are now circling back, back and closing a seed round this month. So. And when did you raise your angel round? So we launched May 23rd of 2017 and... Uh, we actually were raising the angel round pre-launch probably three months prior. So. Yeah, so you're in the heat of it. Absolutely. And this is the place we love to be. Lori and me wake up and when we talk, whether that's at 11 p.m. at night or 7 a.m. in the morning, uh, we really do have our dream job. It's not without its challenges, but it's really, really exciting to be at the forefront of change, both from a swimwear industry perspective as well as a retail perspective. 
And how do you deal with the seasonality of swimwear? You know, there are, there are markets closer to the equator where you may have year-round sales, but for the most part, people aren't buying swimwear for half of the year. Well, so what's interesting, Billy, since we've launched, we've really seen an uptick. Jan- January is one of our largest months since since launching. So that if, if that gives you an, an idea. And what I like to explain is that all retail is truly seasonal. All line retailers, major department stores, Amazon, you name it, they all do the, the majority of their business, 40 to 50 percent even sometimes in the fourth quarter. Summer is essentially our fourth quarter, but we are seeing women travel regularly throughout the year, and we are tapping into that need for a swimsuit on an ongoing basis, and really that that desire for adventure and fun, and seeing this swimsuit as the avenue for that that experience. And have you thought about other product offerings that you could sort of come out with to level out the year? Even though, I mean, maybe there's not as much seasonality as one might expect, or it's similar seasonality to other other uh, apparel companies in the industry, but are there other product offerings that you can sell to potentially the same customers that might give them something to buy during the winter? We have a lot of fun plans for this year, so we leave it at that and allow you to be surprised when it's all over the press. Okay, sounds great. Um, And what other challenges have you faced in the early days of the business? What do you lose sleep over uh, I know you aren't too removed from from the challenges. You're a very early stage company, uh, but it's fun to get an inside look while you're on the rise. Well, I think we just see a, a huge opportunity, and we're excited to put the gas down and go after uh, go after it in, a, in a, a much larger scale way. And so, as we have been raising the seed round, we're really in the back of our minds thinking about all those consumers out there that really need and want somersault and wanting to wanting to deliver an experience that's better for them. And overall, we're really excited when you're building a company. Of course, there's so many things that happen, uh, whether that's fundraising, new product development, new uh, marketing ideas. What we're really excited about is building a company that integrates marketing and product in a new and exciting way. So that's something uh, we lose sleep over because we're always trying to innovate and be at the forefront. So um, always sending each other ideas, pushing ourselves even further so that we can be at the cutting edge. And it can be easy to get lost in the sea of new apparel upstarts. What are you finding the most effective for for getting the word out in marketing? Just staying authentic. We're building a swimwear brand for women like us. And it's incredible the support, the encouragement, and the response we've gotten for customers. We're not trying to be perfect. We're trying to be authentic and real. And that's something we're excited about. And for any emerging brands, just keeping that at the forefront of both their product and marketing development will pay off. And that's what we're excited to do. And how do you handle your customer relationships? So we believe that customers are really part of brand and customer relationships and customer support. So we really have an incredible one-on-one relationship. We answer questions on Instagram, direct message, email. Um, Our women are ready to share with us. They're comfortable to share with us. And that's what we're so excited about, whether that's telling us their cup size or their dress size. They, They know that we're a trusted friend that can give them the right direction to find the swimsuit they're looking for. And so we're excited to continue to build that one-on-one relationship as our brand grows. And do your customers have any input into the brand? Do they have any input on design styles or size offerings? Or have you used any customer feedback to make changes in your business? Well, one of the things I think so 
amazing about today's world, particularly with social media, is that we get direct feedback from our customers on a day-to-day basis or really minute-by-minute basis. So we're able to take that feedback, incorporate it um, into our designs on an ongoing basis. And then, and then really we, they signal us with their, their purchases. When we see a, a hot style selling out, we're able to iterate on that and bring it back quickly um, to, to really reach a broader audience. And a little insight there, um, Lori had from her previous business over 10,000 women's body scans and data, 1.5 million measurements. So we continue to have conversations with our customer now, but we also have incredible data to inform our fit and fall back on. And we continue to expand on that as we grow. And what are you finding to be the most effective marketing channels? Is it is it your newsletter? Is it Instagram? Is it Facebook? Is it word of mouth? What are you finding to be successful for your company? Really, it's marketing and product working hand in hand and all those levers being pulled simultaneously. You can't single one out because one is not effective without the other. So really making sure that we're approaching our customer from a 360 degree approach um, so that she really can't escape somersault and she doesn't want to. She wants to jump in and dive in where life might life might lead her. So we're excited about that. So it's about social, Instagram, email, new product, everything working together in this harmonious way. And do you have any defining element on the swimsuit itself so that people know that is a somersault bathing suit? We do have an ID tag on all of our all of our garments, as well as I think when you see a somersault swimsuit, there is a defining aesthetic. Um, I think if I had to um, describe it. I would say it's really sexy on our own terms. It's not. Um, it's not the over-sexualized approach that many brands historically have taken. It's really about fun and adventure while still still being sexy, um, and, and it really resonates with today's consumer. And you also, I read somewhere that you have a slant towards sustainability. Can you talk a little bit about your sustainable practices? Absolutely. Our swimwear is actually made out of recycled materials, and we really strive to have all packaging and collateral as sustainable as possible. So our printed collateral is made on 100% recycled materials. Our hang tags are made out of recycled materials and soy ink. So we try to be as green as possible. We believe that consumerism isn't going away and being able to give consumers a true viable option that's both fashionable as well as sustainable at the rice price point is what's really exciting. So we continue to innovate there. And right now that's what we're doing. And how is your inventory management? A lot of early stage uh, consumer goods companies have issues with inventory and timing and scheduling and paying and getting paid. How have you found that so far in the early days? Well, because I'd been designing and manufacturing swimwear for 10 years, we ha- we really had supply chain down pat from the very beginning. It wasn't about if we could get product, it was about what product we were we were uh, choosing for our consumer. So we have a, a very you know large scale master plan in place, both for raw materials as well as finished goods, and we're flowing our our product throughout the year um, on schedule. So it's exciting. And even though we are a new company, Lori and me both, you know, we talk about this is both of our careers led us to this point. So we're functioning like a startup that's been around for a few years because we have those supply chain relationships in place, technology relationships in place to create that optimal consumer experience. And how are things going now? You, you spoke a little bit about you're on the fundraising trail. How big is the company? How many people? 
And where are you based? Well, we're very excited that to have such a great January. We know there's latent consumer demand and we're, uh, we continue to see an uptick. Um, and I, I'm assuming we will as we build towards, towards summer. The company's based in St. Louis, Missouri, in the Midwest. We have a presence in New York as well, um, with both manufacturing, PR, as well as our collaboration team on the ground. Um, and uh, we're building uh, post-seed round, we'll, we will be adding a few key positions to our team. And what uh, what's it like starting a company in, in St. Louis? That's not the not the most common city, I'd say, to to start a, a clothing company. Absolutely. Uh, well, we really believe that our location is our advantage in this case. We have our we have world class fulfillment twenty minutes from our office. What we have is a unique view on the entire country, as opposed to just the coasts. Coasts. Uh, there are hundreds of millions of people in the middle of the country that would be viable somersault consumers. We've actually sold to all 50 states, Alaska included, multiple, multiple times over. Um, so we're excited to really have both a you know, coastal perspective as well as an, uh, the a Midwestern perspective to everything we do. Um, what's incredible is we really wanted to kind of take a fashion halo when we started. Um, I lived in New York. I'm there every other week. Lori's lived multiple places and really understands the coastal consumers. So we know how to get her, but we also know how to create a brand that's going to uh, really uh, infiltrate the entire country, if not the world here soon. That's great. And what are your typical day-to-day responsibilities now outside of fundraising? What do you two, how do you divide responsibilities and what are you up to? Well, I really can really own product supply chain and all administration as it relates to the business. And then Rushma, you can uh, own, you know, collaboration, marketing, technology. Um, and Lori and me really collaborate on product and marketing working hand in hand because that's really what I think sets us apart from most startups. But I'll add that there is no day to day. One morning before 10 a.m., we've probably negotiated a few contracts, approved product. Um, I've tried on product in the <laughs> office. Lori's fit me with that product. Uh, uh, we've updated packaging. We've interacted with multiple influencers, spoken to factories in China, all probably before uh, 10 a.m. CST. So it really depends on the day. But that's what's so fun about it is that you have these goals that you're working towards, but every day can look completely different. And you have to kind of roll with it while having organization within that structure. And even though you're a young company, you have sold a ton of swimsuits. How Have you faced any competitive challenges? I think we, we touched on this earlier, but you know, either incumbents starting a direct-to-consumer offering or new companies trying to grab market share. Um, ha- have you sort of seen any of that starting to, to, to shuffle around? There's always stuff happening, and that's what's so exciting about the time that we live in. We're always keeping an eye on what's happening both in the swimwear space as well as the direct-to-consumer space and continuing to learn and, learn and grow. However, we really know what we're doing. We've hit a nerve with our customer, and we're really excited to continue to grow in that way. We're not too worried about that because we really believe that there's room for multiple players, and we're going to be one of the big ones. And what advice would you have for someone starting a company in the apparel business today? What do you wish you had known when you guys were, were just starting out? So, so I think the main thing to know is that it's a unique time in retail right now. The traditional path to scale, which is selling to the major department stores or you know, going out recruiting a sales force, 
Um, there's a there's a lot of headwind there with regards to the ability to hold margin, and 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 basically it's because of so much price visibility across the industry. And so being able to differentiate in the way that Somersault has and many other direct-to-consumer ha- businesses have with a unique product and a better customer experience for a better price really is the differentiating factor. And I think anytime um, an apparel company is going to market in this environment, they need to understand the, the overall dynamics of their consumer vertical um, and, and understand what's going to happen when they choose a, a particular distribution channel. And has it started to feel like this is working or are you too deep in the weeds to even think about that? So so from my perspective, it's working even better than we anticipated pre-launch. We're very excited to put the gas down and to really scale. So uh, we've, we've hit all of our milestones. We've proven the concept. It's not about uh, testing anymore. It's about scaling. And what would you consider a successful outcome for this company, you know, in 10 or 15 years? Um, would you want to feed into one of the bigger brands or would you prefer to stay independent uh, and keep growing on your own terms? What are you thinking about um, in terms of the next steps? It's hard to predict the future. Um, I know that we have many paths that we think we could grow into. At this point, we're just excited to grow Somersault into the big brand we know it can be. And then in the future, it could plug and play in larger brands. We could really be a billion dollar brand ourselves and really create an optimal experience for our customer. And is there anything else you want to talk about? Is there anything you guys want to discuss or share or plug this is your opportunity. Well, we're just really proud to create a company for women, made by women, and doing it in a somewhat unconventional way from the Midwest. I think it just shows how technology has enabled us to reach a customer no matter where you are. And we're really excited to innovate. And we're excited to be at the forefront of creating garments that make our woman feel sexy on her own terms after years of men designing garments for women and kind of outlining what that should look like. So Uh, We don't feel like we're only disrupting a retail vertical. We also feel like we're changing the way an industry is perceived. And we're so excited to be at the forefront of that to promote body diversity as well as racial diversity and how we feel sexy. And that's just such an incredible movement to be part of. And that's what we're so excited about. And the website is gosomersault.com. It is. And that's where you can find us and shop a lot. And follow on Instagram at Go Somersault. Correct. Um, okay, so everyone do those things. Uh, if you're in the market for a, a bathing suit, go buy one there. Uh, They're great looking, very comfortable, stronger material. Um, and uh, I think that's about it, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and congrats on all the all the continuing success. And I look forward to watching the rise. Thank you, Billy. We, we greatly appreciate it. Thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, Lori and Reshma, for coming on the show. Again, we have a great lineup of guests coming up over the next several weeks and beyond. Um, And otherwise, just have a great week, and I will talk to you next Tuesday.